Hey everybody. Hello. Um, this is Merritt and Haley with Cars Cooking and Other Crap. And uh, we want to do a quick shout out to Anchor.fm. Uh, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Yeah, that's right. Um, that's one of the services we use for our podcasting. Um, it's a platform, right? It's an audio mm -hmm. platform to put the podcast episodes on. Yeah. Um, and it's free. So we like free. Yeah. It kind of <laughs> gives you everything you need to distribute. Uh, it can go on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you know, all the other major ones out there. Right. They distribute your podcast for you. Yeah. And you, they have a, I guess you can create your own, like on there. Right now we use GarageBand, but you, they have their own software where you can record and, and edit. Yeah. There's all that stuff on there. And you can easily make money from your podcast. Yeah. You don't have to have a minimum listenership either, which is really cool because we're just starting out. So we're still building listeners and that really helps that we can still make a little bit of money on the side, even without having a minimum of so many listeners. So yeah, check out uh, anchor.fm. Download uh, the anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to Cars Cooking and Other Crap. Hey. It's Merritt and Haley. Haley and Merritt. The sellers is. The, I always wondered, how do we put that like on Christmas cards? Sellers is or just. It's sellers is. Just the sellers. No, it's sellers is. Because uh, Megan, I think it was Megan actually shared a video on Facebook and it was like a grammar teacher breaking it down. So if your last name ends in a certain letter i can't think of the phrasing right now and I'm, i sound really uneducated but i get i think it's like a consonant the the letters aren't vowels like antarctica you add an es and if it ends in a vowel you just add an s so for example like the garcia family they would be the garcias you just add an s but ours ends in an r or s sellers so you have to add an ES to ours, so it's sellers's. And it sounds not right, but it is grammatically correct. You don't add an apostrophe because that's saying that you own something, so that's not correct. You hear my joke? What? You said it ends in a consonant, and I was like, like an article? Oh my god. But you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> I was like staring at you like, you didn't get that? No. We need a sound effect you could play like when there's a joke that happens. It's like, like crickets? Yes. Okay. For most of our jokes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, I probably butchered that and sounded very uneducated, but that's the gist of it. Go Google it. Yeah. Or if you just want to be saved, just say the seller's family. <laughs> but that's weird when it's just two of us <laughs> without kids. Oh, with Maki. I mean, we are a kid. Oh, Maki. Okay, Christmas cards this year with yeah. us and Maki. <laughs> we need to have like a little Mexican Christmas card with him and like a sombrero. <laughs> Sorry yeah. for anyone that offended. 
and it's like getting, a, getting a Christmas tree with like the little peppers, like the light up peppers on it. Oh yeah. Grandma and Granny had a had a Christmas tree like that. For a while they they had one. They probably still do. Had the little peppers on it. I know we somehow got one. I think it was from your parents. You remember when we had the garage sale? And we had a Christmas tree yeah. with like pepper lights. And Maybe remember, it was the same one. We started doing everything for a dollar. And so this lady's like, even this? I'm like, yep. No, the whole story behind and that. And she was the narc. She was like, um, excuse me, y'all can't have garage sales out here. We're like, oh, sorry. She goes, well, wait, is that Christmas tree for a dollar? Yeah. Okay, I won't tell anybody. Yeah, she was <laughs> like, because she was saying that uh, in the neighborhood that I used to live in, it has an HOA. So you can't just do a garage sale when you want. They have like a certain Saturday where all the houses do a garage sale, which I'm like, first of all, that's stupid because if there's 50 garage sales happening, why is anyone going to come to mine? Yeah. So So we kind of just said. (laughs) We just did it and we didn't get in trouble. And sorry, Lord, we repent for doing something wrong. I don't. For the first most majority of it, we didn't know we weren't supposed to do it. (laughs) So. It's a garage show. It didn't take up any room at all. I don't know. We got some people to come. Anyways, we did. We made like $70 and then we donated the rest. So yeah. garage sales are good because you declutter. and. We need to have another one. Yes. I want to have another one. I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast, but um, there's a book called Get Rid of 50 Things. And Does it bring you joy? I found it at like Half Price <laughs> Books and it was before we got married... But we were both working on downsizing our stuff. Because in we pre- knew... We in were... preparation to live together in the RV. We didn't have a lot of room. So, I mean, I hate to say it like this, but luckily for both of us, we still both lived at home with our parents. So we didn't have fully furnished apartments or houses, and then mm-hmm. we had to, like, cut that in half to live together. So I feel like we're lucky in that instance. But we did downsize and get rid of a lot of stuff. And I think the challenge in the book is to spend a week or two weeks and you you methodically go by room. So instead of... It, it helps you, like, really power through it if you go by room. And you start with... Like, there's even an order to do it in. Like, first this room, then this room. And you think, like, okay, that's not that hard. But it can be hard when you, like... 50 CDs doesn't count as 50 things. That counts as one thing. That's all I was about to ask. Is that the one where you write down 50 items? Yeah, we had the okay. list. And I think I have the picture somewhere. Like, you don't, like, 50 magazines? That doesn't count. That counts as one magazine. Yeah. Or that that counts as one... Item. One line item. And you can put how many you did get rid of. So you can put magazines, parentheses, 50. But that only counts as one line. And you stopped, You have to do four, uh, 49 other things. But between the two of us... We got rid of more than 50 things jointly, and it was good. It I personally like decluttering. Mm-hmm. It really makes me feel, like, peaceful because clutter and chaos makes me kind of anxious, and yeah. um, I realized just how peaceful it makes me when last weekend Merritt just, like, cleaned our bathroom and bedroom I was helping uh, my mother-in-law get prepared for our family party, so I was downstairs completely unaware, and I walk in, and Merritt's in the bathroom, like, scrubbing the toilet, and I'm like, oh my gosh, and then when I came back up later, he had completely, like, decluttered our desk, dusted everything, 
was vacuuming. I was just like, oh my gosh, I love you. You're the best. This is my love language. <laughs> but yeah. now it's been so nice. Like when I'm in the room, I'm like, wow. Guys, if you want to please your wife in other ways, clean <laughs> stuff for them. <laughs> really, it's, you know, it's just a thought that counts because we all have our responsibilities. I mean, you know, you kind of lay it out. Like, it's understood that anything with the cars Merritt's going to handle, obviously, I'm not going to do that. But there's some stuff that, you know, it gets tiring when you do it all the time. So just taking the extra initiative with your spouse really makes a difference. I mean, like, Merritt always does the trash. So one day, if I was to help with that, without him asking, you know, it's just to sacrifice a little bit for your spouse. Or partner. Thank you. Yeah. So... Yeah, I was serious note. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because we had that Labor Day party Mm -hmm. last week, and I was in the bathroom. I was like, "This is filthy." So I started to clean everything. You know, I didn't. It it's like it just catches right, and then you just get in this mode where everything in sight you have to clean. I was like, "Oh, that's starting," and I started. I even (laughs) have a Spotify playlist for cleaning. Mm -hmm. It's basically just Van Halen. So that really helps them find the right playlist. Oh, yeah. So I was cleaning, scrubbing. I was like, might as well. Jump, jump. <laughs> Go ahead. And I'm just singing, like scrubbing everything. And Haley walked in like, what are you doing? <laughs> Actually, no, I guess I had finished. And you went and went to do your business on the toilet. And you like <laughs> looked over at the shower. You were like, oh. You did that? It just got like, better and better. Like, the floors, I noticed, didn't have, like, dust and stuff. And then yeah. the toilet, obviously, you can tell when that gets clean because it's, like, shiny. And so I was like, whoa. And then I, as I sat down, I looked. And then the, um, we have a glass shower situation. So I don't really know. Like, the water and the soap kind of just, like, gets on the glass after a while. It's also, I, like, the, the gritty hand cleaner stuff I use, like, after work. So yeah, it gets, gets everywhere. kind of like a cloudy look, you know, to the glass. Is that, the, like, the right way to describe mm-hmm. it? So then when you really clean it off and dry it, and it's not streaked, and it doesn't have, like, cloudiness, it's like clear glass, how it's supposed to be, it really, like, stands out in our bathroom. So I was like, oh, my gosh. So yeah. it's yeah. the little things, but... Show appreciation, and then if you're the person that didn't do that, that um, like that didn't help, show them how much that meant to you. Yeah. Tell them and show them. Yeah, and I cleaned off the top of the little dresser. Yeah, we have a bookcase that's like just it's got all kinds of collectible cars and shot glasses, and it's just like our little random trinket thing, and they all kind of just get piled, and it's dusty. So he decluttered it and dusted everything. and I only chose my favorite cars and got rid of, you know, most of them. I, just, I keep Hot Wheels and stuff on it because I like looking at them. Isn't but there a Grumpy Cat over there? Grumpy Cat's still over there and Kylo Ren. Yeah. yeah. Haley bought me Grumpy Cat, like a little stuffed <laughs> Grumpy Cat. And I hung it up. In your truck on, for a while. You had the red a, truck. Yeah. A long time. I yeah. love the, I miss that truck. Anywho. Yeah. I feel like I'm kind of killing two birds with one stone right now because I knew I really <laughs> wanted to watch the race and do the podcast. So I have my seat angled very specifically to face Haley as well as the TV. So, so if you hear him kind of zone out for a little bit, it's <laughs> that's why. 
we were just watching a little bit before we set like as we were setting up and um it was just interesting as we were watching it oh, how cow- they were talking about the safety of the track cowbush is on fire ha <laughs> Okay, if you're What if I go work for him one day? He's going to find this podcast. Sorry, Kyle Bush. It's nothing personal. You know, like, people love to hate on somebody. People love to hate on Nickelback. People love to hate on Kyle Bush. Yeah, he's the Nickelback of NASCAR. (laughs) Like, he's good. He's great. But people don't like him for whatever reason. And it's just like, I don't know. He's he's four wins away from 100 wins in the Xfinity Series. Like, that's a big deal. He's won... A good amount of races. He's definitely a... Because when you think about how many drivers are in each race, winning a race is a big deal. Like, that's yeah. something I kind of didn't recognize before I started watching NASCAR with you. Like, it's difficult to win. Yeah. Because the tracks are so different. Your car has to be on point. Your pit stops matter. If someone accidentally wrecks and kind of takes you out of the equation and you didn't do anything wrong, it's like, it's like a big yesterday. deal. It's not that easy yeah. to just go... You're not just, like, pushing on the gas the whole time and turning left, which a lot of people think. It's, like, yeah. it's difficult. Like, yesterday, uh, he brought the caution out. Yesterday, uh, I did a race on iRacing, and it was a truck race at Daytona. You know, it's a big two-and-a-half-mile track. And, you know, I'm doing great. Like, yeah, I kind of started toward the back, but I worked my way up front, and this is, like, three or four laps in. And I think I'm in 10th at this point. And then out of nowhere, like, going across the start finish line, some guy just came down on me randomly and put me in the grass, and I spun out and got wrecked. I'm like, I couldn't get mad because it's like, you know, it's going to happen. You're going to get wrecked. Some races, you're going to win some races. But, you know, I have to, even though it's frustrating, you have to, like, just know it happens. Mm -hmm. It sucks. But I think Kyle Busch is done. Yeah, he got out. Wow. He on fire. I'm on fire. <laughs> I'm on fire. <laughs> You're not on fire. <laughs> Let's talk about the uh, the random movie we watched yesterday. Okay, yeah. So <laughs> we had kind of a big day yesterday. Um, our friends that were guests on our last podcast. Yeah, William uh, and Melinda. Shout out William. He uh, drove yeah, me happy to... Happy birthday. The yeah, day we're recording birthday. this is his birthday. So, yeah. happy birthday, William. Yeah, 28 years young. He drove me to Martin House Brewery. Brewery? Brewery. Brewery. Beer factory. And we went <laughs> and had a couple beers. And we did a tour of the factory, which is pretty cool. I don't really know how beer is made, but the lady that was doing the tour, she was telling us, you know. So what can you tell us about the, that? Okay. Were you paying attention? I really wasn't because I had one too many beers. Oh, so this was after you tasted the beers? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's not so good. So they give you, you this a like. tour first. <laughs> they give you this like wristband that looks like you're at a hospital. <laughs> and it's got four, like one through four. And so you're allowed to have four free drinks. Like Which because of because of Williams like circumstances. Some, yeah. Like some of the beer cans exploded in his house. And so for They gave him yeah, the they tour. They gave him a tour, you know. They said, Bring a friend and I was that friend. So uh we go in and they have all sorts of different beers. So I tried a couple of them and they had a food truck out there, so we had some food and then we went did the tour. It was just me and him. And like there's just like big not silos, but I don't know what you call them. 
I can't remember what you call them. Is it where they distill? Fer, f- ferment, fermenting, fermenting stuff. Fermentator. Fermentator. <laughs> I'm gonna call it that. I don't remember what it's called to be honest. Anyway, there's a. They have like. It's like a big metal vat. Basically, but there's like twenty or thirty of them. They're massive too. I don't know how they got these things in there. And it's it's really hot inside the shop, and I was like, I can. I can relate. It's hot inside my <laughs> shop too. So she was like, sorry about the heat. I'm like, I don't, it doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it does, but it doesn't. <laughs> so used to it. And apparently a big truck brings this like huge supply of grains or whatever they use. I forgot. Oats, hops, hops, something. I don't remember. I was kind of, I don't really, I'm drunk. ignorant with that, that stuff too. So it's I like, I know it's some kind of grain stuff. I don't want to be, I want to learn about it. I think it's interesting how they make it, mm-hmm. but it's yeah. inter- interesting to a certain degree. But then you're like, it tastes good. Yeah, <laughs> basically. <up>. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we we went and did that yesterday, and then and then when we got back home, I guess you and her were working on your painting. Mm-hmm. But I, I it had just worn me out. I was so tired. Plus, I didn't sleep well the the night before, and so. We just wanted to have like a relaxing week, night just to watch some TV, watch a movie or something. Mm-hmm. And so I turned the TV on and she had made some pizza. And I was like, have you ever seen the movie Tremors? <laughs> She's like, I think when I was a kid. Yeah, and we had talked about, you had seen it before too, right? I've never seen it. Or you hadn't seen it before Mm-mm. last night? So I was telling Merritt how there was like specific scenes of the movie that really stuck to me because I saw it as a kid. Which, not putting my parents on blast or anything, but, like, I was like, how did they show this to me? I, or, yeah, whatever. But, um, to them, it probably was nothing, because now that I watched it, I was like, oh, okay, like, this isn't, um, scary. But, I mean, the concept is. It is. It's terrifying. And Kevin Bacon, like, young Kevin Bacon <laughs> in some, like, super tight jeans with his long hair and cowboy hat. And then Reba. Reba's in it. Oh, yep. Yeah. I like her And the character. girl from Jurassic Park, whatever Yeah, the little girl is. from Jurassic Park. Um, but yeah, like, the specific scenes that really stuck out to me was um, where they were in, like, the little convenience store, and mm-hmm. the thing was coming through the, the ground, and so the scientist lady was, like, hopping. She was on top of, like, the shelves, hopping from one to one, because the thing was coming through the ground, so they were all trying to get up as high as they could. And then, what was the other part that I said? I remember. The rocks, like, the pole vaulting part? Oh, yeah, when they were... Like, they had ridden horses because, what, so the phone lines were down and then the road was blocked. And that thing, like, ate the truck or sucked because the truck Yeah, the, the thing attacked the construction worker guys and it made, like, a, it made, like, a bunch of rocks collapse over the road. So they're like, oh, well, the two fastest guys in town, which is Kevin Bacon and the other guy, y'all should go on horseback to the next town. I gotta say, that's such a cool name, though. Kevin Bacon. I'm... Is it a stage name, I'm sure, though, and not, like, his real I'm going to look it up. But anyway, so they're, like, horseback riding through the desert, because this is set in Nevada, right? Mm-hmm. Perfection, yeah, Perfection Nevada. Nevada. It's, like, a fake And so they're in the middle of the desert, basically, riding these horses, and then, obviously, the thing attacks the horses, so they're running for their life, and they come across this scientist lady who's studying seismic activity or something. You know, she has the thing with the needle that draws on the paper. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, they come across her, and then the thing is, like, right behind them. So they get stuck on these big boulders, and the thing was going to, like, wait them out. 
till they had to come down or they died of starvation or thirst. Because that's what happened to the old guy at the very beginning of the movie. He was, like, sitting on a telephone pole because he climbed up there to get away from the monster. And the monster just waited him out until he starved. And, uh, anyway, so they're like, well, we gotta get off this. Her truck was, like, parked however far away. But they can't get on the dirt because the thing can get through the dirt, but it can't get through the rocks. Which I'm like, okay... It can get through these houses, floors and stuff, but not the rock. Okay. Anyways, you can't, like, logically talk through a movie like that because there's these giant it's worm so, monsters in the ground. It's so, so nothing makes sense. Yeah. But, yeah, so they had, like, these random pipes that were, like, near the rock and because they pole vaulted. <laughs> yeah. So I remember those two scenes vividly from seeing it as a kid. But, like, the rest of it was interesting. I mean... It was, like, a cool movie to sit there and kind of laugh at. Yeah, the acting was just pretty I bad. mean, what was, like, a scene to you that when you watched it, oh you were like, gosh. oh. my gosh. Like, just everything. It was so cringeworthy. And, by the way, his real name is Kevin Bacon. Oh, okay. Yeah. Shout out, Kevin Bacon. Yeah, what's up? Come be on our broadcast. That'd be cool. Let's talk about it. Kevin Norwood Bacon. <laughs> there was a guy named Kevin in my class. Actually, the grade above me. And we call him Kevin Bacon. <laughs> okay, so talk about a scene that you particularly Okay, enjoyed. when they were... They had gotten that bulldozer to pull that little trailer. Mm-hmm. And he gets in and they give him the gun. And we all laughed at this part where he like... Oh. Give me the gun! He gets it, goes... Like he pulls it back so cheesy. dramatically. It's like, okay. And we just, I laughed so hard at that. I was like, this is so, a lot of the things that they did is so unnecessary. It's like, let's rock, paper, scissors, see who's going to run to the bulldozer. It's like, why oh, y'all then, idiots just go? And then the other guy, wasting time. they both wanted to go because they didn't want the other person to be in danger. So they rock, paper, scissors, and then the other guy won. So he's like, I'm going to go. And then Kevin Bacon like punches him to like knock him off his feet. And then Kevin Bacon runs out there and I'm like, Okay. Well, y'all are me fighting off. to go risk your life to. Okay. What made me mad is like he's running, and then something oh, happens yeah. and he stops and it turns, turns around. around. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Just go! Like, oh, that movie's so frustrating. And uh, how they all like the phone lines were down, so they were all communicating via walkie-talkie. But then stuff was happening, so they'd have to like run away from the radio. And I'm like, Reba and what's his face don't know what's happening. Yeah. And you're over here. Oh, yeah. 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 There's a lot to the movie. I mean, it was a good movie. I can see how it can be scary. I give it like a solid five or six out of ten. Yeah. Like, if it was on and nothing else was on, I'd watch it. You know? Yeah. I feel like it's kind of the equivalent to like those Sharknado movies. Yeah. Kind of. It's like enough to be like, okay, that's kind of scary. But overall, it's just laughy. Like, oh, okay, that's yeah. dumb. I mean, the concept is pretty pretty scary, though. Like, you can't walk on the dirt without this thing, like, pulling you under. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty bad. But just the acting was just And it's fun so when you're bad. watching the movie and you can just be like, oh, they're going to die. Yeah. And Oh, that little punk teenager kid. And he didn't die. Yeah, I was Spoiler alert. Kind of mad. He's the only <laughs> one I wanted to. Well, I knew going in, I was like... Back in the 90s, like, they're not going to kill a kid. Because the little girl that was, like, on the pogo stick. Oh, my gosh. I was like, they're not going to kill a kid. Yeah. They won't do it. You never know. Well, nowadays, I feel like they're more, you know. Yeah. Like, okay, the first show, 
they really started to like blow my mind with that stuff was the walking dead because like yeah i feel like they kind of broke barriers that a lot of shows and movies are like well these kind of people are off limits Mm -hmm. that was not to them and that made it even more frightening but we haven't really caught up on that like we stopped watching a few seasons ago were those based off of books comic books yeah oh okay yep there was changes they made but i mean most overall yeah then you get those hardcore people like, well, this isn't based off the comics. It's like, well, then go read the comics. Yeah, some stuff <laughs> it's like you just have to change it for TV because it just doesn't... You can illustrate it better, but like they said, uh, spoiler alert, Rick was supposed to like lose a hand pretty semi-early on, hmm. but they would have had to like do a lot of graphic editing for that. And they're just like, we just don't have the budget to do that. So yeah. that's not just not going to happen. And I think there was something. To, it was either Rick or Carl. Like, Carl's eye injury, I think, was supposed to be different. But it's like, okay, you can easily make him wear a patch. And, like, you don't have to put a lot of makeup or whatever. stuff with that. Carl. Yeah. But, honestly, that was, like, one of the big, like, plot twists. Because you're like, okay, he definitely died. And he didn't. And he just yeah. needed an eye patch. And I was like, wow, throw back to like the first couple seasons and he got shot and like survived. Yeah. Punk ass Carl, who no one likes. <laughs> yeah, after what season do we even stop on? Cause I around, around Negan. So Negan was here and they were in Alexandria and he was kind of bullying them. And we were like, okay. But when he takes over Alexandria and just like kills a bunch of people and captures somebody it's kind of foggy because i can't really remember but we were just kind of like okay this is ridiculous like honestly after glenn and abraham we stopped yeah yeah spoiler i was like alert. first Sorry. of all well we said spoiler alert oh, that's first true. Yep. i was like first of all i did not see that cliffhanger where uh glenn goes down by the trash can you know and he's miraculously yeah. survives for a freaking psycho human to end it you know, so that kind of—that's what kind of made me mad about that show. Is like, the zombies, if it's not a zombie that's gonna get or walker, sorry, if it's not a walker that's gonna get you, it's another human. I mean, it's—I think that was the point—is to show how humanity would change in the end of the world situation. Like people would lose their common courtesies that they have because yeah. it's all about survival. So it's like, if I only survive by taking from you, I'm gonna shoot you and take what you have, but. You know, Rick and his group overall was, like, showing that good people can still make it, too. Yeah. But, yeah. We kind of stopped after that. And I'm... I love the show, but... I don't know. I'm one of those people I have I to really it. be into it. And then sometimes, if something kind of catches me off, I'm like, eh. I lose my energy to watch it. I just got kind of bored with it. I was like, it's just the same thing to me. Yeah. But I did like having that Walking Dead party. At your old house. That was fun, Was right? that Shadowfax's house? Which house was that? Whitetail? Mm, Whitetail, I think. No, Shadowfax was the last one. Yeah. I went all out. Like, I made decorations. I made themed foods. And I had a play, like a music playlist. And I did, like, a trivia game. It was really cool. Yeah. We had a I want to do more stuff like that, but just with different things. Like, this year, hopefully, if we're in the apartment, I would love to have a Star Wars party. Like a viewing party? Yeah. For like the new ones? Oh, bless you. With uh, all the like classic ones. 
we we can get we have a, a Star Wars record. From yeah. Our mom and dad have one, so we can get them. Put that on the record player we have. Yeah, we should do that. That sounds fun. Anyway, go watch the movie Tremors. It's it's terrible. Watch it. Yeah, it's great. Just go go expecting to laugh. Unless you're under laugh. the age of like thirteen, don't do it because it still might traumatize you. But if you're <laughs> if you're an older teenager and above, you can handle it. It's funny. Okay, so you had a very random uh, story that you wanted to talk about from New or- New Orleans. Yes. And I thought we could tell oh that story gosh. and then we could talk about some money management tips. Um, so go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. When did we go? Last June, 2018? Was it... mm, I think so. It was June or July of 2018. And we had taken a random trip to New Orleans. And... Like literally two days, one night, just because <laughs> yeah, we yeah. had to use the airline uh, vouchers. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, because we... When that hurricane came through Texas was when we initially had flights planned to come home, mm-hmm. and we couldn't because nothing was, I mean... Yeah, going in or out. So, so we had the vouchers that were good for a year, and so we, like, literally used it at the last minute. Like, let's just go... Like, let's just pick somewhere, and, and New Orleans is, like, the cheapest... We knocked something off our bucket list, too. Like we New tried city. To, yeah, new city, and so we're like, let's just go here. And so we flew there, got a rental car, <laughs> which the rental car story is funny, too. Yeah. But I'll go back to that. Basically, we rented a car, and we drove around. We did all the New Orleans things. Well, it, maybe not all of them, just because we didn't do any swamp tours or anything, yeah. or like any of the haunted stuff, because we're like, uh, no, not about that. <laughs> yeah. But we did go to a museum. Yeah, we, we did. We did the Café du Monde. Walked around the French Quarter. you quarters. should definitely go. You're basically eating funnel cakes for breakfast. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's like a crazy, busy wait for some kind of funnel cake mixed with donut. Thing. It's pretty good. I mean, though. they're good. It's it's about experiencing it. Yeah. And we, there's like a random casino next to a. Well, it's not random. I mean, it's a big casino in the area. It's it Haras, next... Haras. I'm sorry, people. Harris. I'm butchering it. Haras Casino. That's it. Uh, and it's by the aquarium. That's it. Yeah, I was like, it's by a water park or a museum or something, but it is an aquarium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, we walked in. We're like, let's go to the casino just to go. And so normally we we never go to casinos. Like, I mean, I've only experienced a casino one time, and it was on my twenty first birthday. My parents and I did a cruise, and you know there's a casino on the cruise ship, and I took twenty bucks, went in, played a little bit just to see what it was like. And I was like, okay, this is not my yeah. thing. I think we had we we pulled what out? Like we're we're not gamblers at all. So like. We it's just out, not appealing to us. Yeah, we pulled 40 bucks out. We're like, this is all we're going to spend. If we run out, then whatever. We're done. Mm-hmm. So we do a couple slots. We were machines. even so ignorant to the process. We were like, what do we do? Because we had to like get the cash and take it up to the counter. Yeah, it was really get dumb. different things. And I was just like, and we had, you could tell we had no idea what we were doing. Where there's people probably that do it every weekend or whatever. and I guess. We were yeah. just like, what do we do? <laughs> <laughs> I had to ask somebody, like, where do I put this money? She was like, over by those there was, like, kiosks, kiosks that yeah. literally say exchange over here. And I'm like, oh, okay. Anyway, we pull 40 bucks out and we walk around, do a couple different machines, a couple different games. Didn't make anything. <laughs> and then... 
I think we had like five dollars left or something, and we went to this one machine mm-hmm. and put one dollar in, didn't get it, put another, didn't get it. And then we were down to our very last dollar, and I kid you mm-hmm. not, we made forty dollars on that last dollar. <laughs> like forty two or forty one and some change. Yeah. So we broke even, basically, which to us was fine because we got to experience it and we didn't lose any money. Yeah. And we were like, okay, great. Cash out, we're done. Yeah. No, we kept, we didn't play with our on the ticket. We made a dollar and like sixteen cents. Yeah. So we were like, oh yeah, this is good. Because <laughs> with like, I think it's weird in casinos when it comes to like slots and not cards. Because we didn't do anything that was like strategy based. I mean, it's basically just luck of the draw based on the machines. But with with the slots, it's like it's solely based on what catches your eye. Mm-hmm. But it's so hard because you're in this room that has. Brightly patterned carpet. There's all kinds of people, and I love people watching. That's where they get you. Every machine is just bright colors and lights, and there's like a bar over here that has all these funky looking drinks. So it's just like your eyes. The bar are, was beautiful though. Like your eyes are like pulled up. everywhere, so it's hard to. It's just a lot to take in if you've never experienced anything like that. And like I said, I've only experienced a casino one time. I've been to Windstar once, and it was. <laughs> The cruise ship casino, first of all, was one of the only, like, smoking areas there was. So, ugh. It was just smoke everywhere. And it was dark. And I just remember I got in, picked one machine, spent my money, and I ended up breaking even that that time, too. And I went and cashed out. And I was there for, like, five minutes. And my dad's like, he likes to play uh, poker and stuff. Like, he really likes the card games. So he saw me, and he, like, sticks his head out, and he's like, where are you going? I'm like, to cash out. And he's like, oh, did you win big? I'm like, no, I made my money back. I'm done. Yeah. I don't want to. That's a win for me. Like, I I don't want to gamble. I cannot see myself losing hundreds or thousands of dollars. Like, no. No. Yeah. What's sad is, like, over by Windstar, there's, like, a pawn shop and stuff. Oh, no. People pawn, like, random stuff just to. To get money to go again. It's like, I'm not that. I may be a bad person. You're no, not I'm not a gonna bad person. I, I might be an a-hole sometimes, but at least I don't gamble on... Well, I mean, everyone, I think, has their thing. Yeah, that's true. You know, we can't really be judgmental because it doesn't appeal to us. Because some people, it's just like, they just can't... Like, it's their thing. Like, hot take, come at me, I don't care. Whenever I'm behind somebody at a gas station, and I'm just trying to, like, get a water or a Gatorade or something, <laughs> and they're up there... Looking at lottery tickets, I stand behind them like, are you kidding me? Like, I gotta go, man. I gotta get to work. Oh, yeah. It's just, I don't know, it's a pet peeve. I know. The lottery ticket thing is also a thing that I'm very ignorant to. I've, I think I've only bought, like, one lottery ticket. And, because usually I get them as, like, stocking stuffers. And even then, if it's under, like, five bucks or ten bucks, I, think it's I don't even cash it in. Waste of money. So, like, I've never won, like, 50 or 100 bucks or whatever. So, I, I don't even think I've ever even cashed in a lottery ticket. Because if it's like a dollar or two dollars, I'm not even going to go through the trouble of cashing it in. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I don't even know how it works to buy a lottery ticket because I know there's like a billion different games you can get. You can either randomize the numbers or you can give them your numbers. But that's about all I know. So I've never really bought one. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just do the scratch off I that just, Granny gets us for stocking stuffers. Yeah, I do one <laughs> a year and it's from your Granny. Yeah. 
which I like because I didn't spend money on it. So yeah. I'll sit there with my quarter and scratch it off. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Now, if we win like 10 or 15 bucks, like that's cool. Yeah. But I've never won anything off of one, so I don't really care. But oh. there's winners out there. That's how I feel when everyone's like, oh, that's just a waste. It's like, well, someone does win. And there's people that win smaller prizes, too. I mean, even if I won 100 bucks, I'd be pretty happy with that. But I'd be happy with that. Yeah. You know, there's like going into the whole money thing. Another serious topic we're going to talk about is like there's not really a way to get rich quick. I mean, mm-hmm. in the society today, that's kind of what we're forced to think is like, oh, all these new startups. It's like it should be quick. Like starting a business, you should be able to make money really fast. Or, oh, you can just buy a lottery ticket and win and make a lot of money or you can go on a game show or whatever. I mean, I'm not picking on those things. I'm just saying like in general, we have a lot of get rich quick kind of schemes. But the thing is most of the time, and I'm not negating anyone who's ever gotten money that way, but it's just like most of the time that's not the way to do it. And even if you did win money or you got, a big inheritance randomly. Yeah. Like you still have to manage it wisely. Otherwise you're going to be poor. Like yeah. they, they had a show about like people that had won the lottery, like one big on the lottery. And a lot of times within like a few years, they're even worse off financially. Isn't it like 60% of those people that win lotteries go bankrupt. It's something like that. I mean, it's don't have us number. making up numbers, but yeah, it's like, first of all, I think when you have a big, life change like that people come out of the woodwork because they know you get you won money mm-hmm. and if you've always been living a certain way and then you get all this money at one time you have no idea how to do anything with it so i i heard someone saying like if i won the lottery the first thing i'd be spending money on is uh an accountant or a lawyer or something like that or like an advisor yeah to help me like set aside this much for taxes because you know when you get income, you're going to get taxed on it. And, uh, you know, set aside savings and all that kind of stuff because we think, oh, if I won $1 million, I'm going to spend $1 million on this, 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 this. But it's like, okay, no, you don't actually get that much. You got taxes and you need to save some of that. But also invest some of it. (laughs) Taxation is theft. So look it up. Okay, yes, but still. By law, <laughs> we have taxes. Whether we agree or don't agree. Bunch of BS, though. <laughs> Anywho, so, um, yeah, we were going to talk about, like, I was thinking about a money management thing relating to us breaking even or, like, making our money back yeah. <laughs> is basically Dave Ramsey, you know, he's who we follow as far as money advice. Because, I mean, he literally was a father with two, with three kids or whatever who was bankrupt. And now he's, what, a multimillionaire? Probably, something like that. I mean, he's really got his own business, which helped him financially. But, you know, he basically studied what does the Bible say about managing money. And he put those steps into action. And not just Dave Ramsey, but... Lots of people that follow his plan have gotten out of debt, gotten financially free, become yeah. wealthy because of these steps. So one of like the key things, even if you don't even pay to go through the program, 
it's basically just balancing your budget. It's like, okay, what you make needs to be more than what you spend. Seems which it's very like, simple, right? It's, I mean, it doesn't have to be rocket science. It can be that simple. It's like, okay. But, you know, what surprised me is most of the time you ask people, like, do you have a budget? Do you write stuff down? Do you keep take out cash for your spending? And they don't. Like, they just like, oh, I just put everything on my card. Well, that's how quickly $2,000 can end up to be, like, two bucks. Yeah. We all know the struggle because I, I think we've all had those times where we've either overdrawn or we had, like, a dollar till payday. I mean, we've all had that experience. Mm-hmm. And now we're not living that anymore. Yeah. But it's because of disciplining and saying, okay, it does take time. And we'll be the first to tell you we're busy. I mean, we work opposite schedules. We usually have plans on weekends. Merritt does side jobs at night after he gets home from working 11 hours. So it's like, if we can set aside a little bit of time to just talk about our budget. And when you have the same bills every month, that kind of makes it easy. If you have consistent income, that makes it easy. You know about, okay, this Mm -hmm. is how much I'm going to make. So then you set aside, okay, we broke it up per week. And I think that worked out best for us. Just because we both get paid weekly too. Yeah, so it's like, okay, if we... Take out our tithing, take out all of our bills, set aside this much to save or keep in our bank account, then we have 20 bucks a week to spend. And you can either use it on a card or use cash, but what I found out is if you have cash, you spend it a little more wisely because you feel it. Yeah. When you're holding it and you're like, do I want this money in my hand or do I want it to be given for a soda? I want this money in my hand. You know? Yeah. But like if you, you use your card, you have you're like just a like, more of an emotional attachment to it. Yeah. It's like you can swipe your card all day, like whatever. You don't even swipe, know the difference until you get a text message saying, uh, I know, like I used to have on our bank when we hit under $100 in the account, mm-hmm. like I got a text. And it used to even be less than that, like 25 bucks. It's like, <laughs> you have a balance of $10.29. Now we have ours cents. like less than 1000 And we're like, oh, God. Yeah, but it, <laughs> but every it time takes I got time a, to get that way, you know. Every time I got a text from, I think CNB when I use CNB, mm-hmm. I, every time I swipe, it would send me a text. But I made the little picture Terry Crews like from Everybody Hates oh, yeah. Chris because you know how he was like when a, he's looking like yeah he's looking at you like do you spend money again? So yeah. But yeah, so ultimately, what you spend needs to be less than what you make. And here's the thing, that a lot of people have issues with like at the beginning is well what if I'm in deficit like what if all my expenses are more than what I make then you trim the fat which for us was like okay canceling a gym membership um stuff like that but I will agree I will admit in our first class when we went through it it's easy for us to talk about things from our perspective just as humans, we tend to focus on ourselves. And Merritt and I are trying to be better about like seeing other people's views. Mm-hmm. There were, you know, people that were middle aged that literally, I mean, there was no fat. They had to pay for their car payment, their house, and then minimal groceries to feed them and their kids. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, at that point, like Dave Ramsey said, if you have debts, it's like, I can't remember how he phrased it, but you need to pay for your necessities. So you need a roof over your head, you need clothes on your back, and you need food food. in your belly. 
And then everything after that, it's, he said, below the line. So yeah. you prioritize your spending. So it's like, okay, you obviously need to take care of your basic needs. So that credit card payment, yeah, that's going to hit your credit, but that's not important right now. You need to cover your basic expenses. And then you can, you know, gradually save bit by bit. Like he calls it live like no one else so you can live like no one else. Even if you're eating rice, rice and beans. And beans. Yep. I mean, I feel like we kind of do that with sandwiches. Like that's our... It's all I eat for lunch is turkey That's and our sandwiches. lunches every day <laughs> because I spend $10 at the grocery store and that feeds us sandwiches all week for lunch. But the times where you go out to eat, you're what? Spending 8 9 $10 for yeah. one meal? And it's like, you know what? It does get repetitive, but I remind myself, okay, this is it's temporary. It. It's temporary. And we're eating. There's people that can't even say that they get to eat. Yeah. So when you look at what you have, instead of saying, oh, I wish I had that, that puts it in perspective for me. Another thing is like saying that, I don't have these things or I wish I had or, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're living in a state of lack. Like, I can't go do these. I can't afford this. I can't. I can't. I can't. Mm-hmm. That's not how you should be thinking at all. Mm-hmm. More about I'm very grateful for the things that I do have. I have a roof over my head. I have parents who care about me mm-hmm. and you. And we have cars that run, mostly. <laughs> and... Like, we're taken care of because mm-hmm. we also trust in God that he's going to take care of us. Mm-hmm. At the same time, he I believe that since we're trying desperately to get out of debt, like, that's going to get blessed. And I... We're going to get blessed. I was thinking about that when I was um, getting ready yesterday. It's true that it might not look like it, it can work. When you're looking at the numbers and you're like, I don't know where this money's going to come from. How many times in our Dave Ramsey class did people say, like, God made a way? Mm-hmm. Like, somehow their bill, their energy bill was less than it always is. Or they got a check in the mail for, like, an insurance claim that they overpaid. Or just crazy miracles happen if you just make the effort and say, okay, Lord, I trust you. I don't know. You know, I'm going to limit my spending how I can. And what we did, what Merritt said that he did, and I was just thinking how blessed we've been, is you prayed for God giving me opportunities to make more money. And so he's giving you more side jobs where you make money, and it's like, okay, sometimes it's not going to be a check in the mail. Sometimes it's still going to be more elbow grease that you're putting in. Yeah. But... It's still been blessings to us, and um, we like did a, get a check in the mail. Yeah, we got it from State Farm. Or, uh, for yeah, our yeah, car State insurance because our our we cha- we dropped a the RV and so something. Anyway, you don't you don't need to know about that. But I promise you, when you're and when you're tithing faithfully, that's mm-hmm. another thing. Is I always grew up learning. You pay ten percent. You donate to the church. You know that's your tithes, and. I will admit, when I kind of got into adulthood, I was like, I really don't have that money to spend, so I'm just going to you know, use it with bills. Mm-hmm. But when you really discipline yourself, because it's not about the money. God doesn't need your money. He can do miracles. It's about obeying. It's like, if you just follow the principle, he blesses yeah. you because of that. And I mean, I, sometimes that's what got us through, I feel like, and, is that we just kept tithing. And for people like myself who used to 
think that like some churches like oh they're just pocketing money oh it's like a scam big mega churches stuff like that like it doesn't matter what they do with your money i mean it does but if he sees that you're trying to tithe your money try to give your money for toward the community and toward Mm -hmm. helping people like personally i know that our church uses our money for good things they feed people people. that can't afford they yeah they help out single moms who have damaged roofs. Now, like, they, I'm not going to go spend money to go help a pastor get a private jet. I think that's stupid, yeah, personally. Not Hot take. putting I, anyone on blast specifically. Oh, I'll put but, everybody on blast for doing that. <laughs> but, I mean, also, I, personally, I don't even believe it has to be a church. If you know yeah. a single mom that can't pay her bills, pay her light bill for the month or whatever... Find a missionary group and mm-hmm. donate to third world countries. Donate Another to thing. the Red Cross. I don't care. Just find something that matters to you that's going to help someone and further God's kingdom. Pay for somebody behind you, like at the drive-thru. Yeah. Just something. Because um, I I think that's something good that everybody should go do. Like, it's not your money. It's just your turn to use that money. You're stewarding that money Yeah. for God. Because we wouldn't have anything without him. So it's like we can use it selfishly or we can use it Mm -hmm. to help other people because something that my parents always taught me is that someone else always has less than you. So even if you're hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt with student loans and your electricity got cut off and you're eating ramen noodles, there's still someone who's worse off than you. There's someone that doesn't even have shoes on their feet that hasn't eaten in three days. It's like... Just think about that. It really puts it in perspective. And it's like, okay, thank you, Lord. I'm blessed. And I am going to happily give this 10% to help my church, give it to the community, give it to those in need. You know? I try to to ask and pray that he... I get opportunities to help and bless people. And he I is love faithful doing to that. do that. Because I love doing stuff like that. I love helping people. If people are on the side of the road or something... Uh, most, most of the time I have tools, very little tools than me, but I do have stuff for basic things. Mm -hmm. So I'll try to help somebody that's broken down. If anything, like I'll wait for them for a tow truck to show up Mm -hmm. or something, but, and don't do it to try to get attention. Or like a pat on the back or. Yeah. Like do it expecting absolutely nothing in return other than you're blessing somebody, you're helping mm-hmm. somebody out. And I think I learned that a lot in Boy Scouts, being an Eagle Scout. By the way, I'm an Eagle Scout. I don't know if you know that or not. but Which I didn't realize. That's like a big honor because yeah. what is it, like one in how many Boy Scouts? One, in, one in ten Eagles. Boy Scouts, Eagle Scouts. Wow. So, and you have a signed Eagles. letter from the president. Yeah, I have a signed letter from George Bush and Barack Obama and... Oh, somebody else. I have a... Like a governor, I think, right? So, uh, I think Greg Abbott, or whoever was the governor for Texas in 2011 is when I got one. And I also have an American flag that they flew at the White House the day I got my eagle. That's In cool. my honor, so... Oh. Yeah. Where's I, the flag? It's in, it's in the closet. Oh. Yeah. That's cool. Fun fact. But uh, I, I just learned that in Boy Scouts, like you, no matter what... You help people, you know, you're not doing it 
to get likes on Facebook and say, oh, look what I did. Because a lot of, yeah. all too often, I see people posting Which, like, I did this, so look I, at me. And I like, like when a, a third party posts it, just yes. because I like that positivity on my Facebook. I like to see, hey, this guy just gave this guy a ride to work every day, and now that guy has made a name for himself and, you know, like something that, I like that stuff. Or like people that come to the hospitals and visit sick children and things like that. I love seeing that. But yeah, it's like, don't post from yourself. There was one where there was like the wildfires in California and some guy had like drove his own truck to go help people. He wasn't looking to get famous off of it, but some other people posted about it. And And it was a Toyota Tundra and Toyota... Said, we'll replace your truck for free. Oh. Because it was all burnt, melted, See, that all stuff the plastic. is so awesome to me. It just makes my heart happy. Yeah. But yeah, don't be the person that's like putting and, yourself out there for And it. honestly, I believe there's more good that happens that people oh, yeah. realize because... We just focus on the bad. Yeah, media and news and stuff like that. They don't want to look at that. Mm-hmm. That's just, I don't know, that's what I've kind of... No, I completely agree. It's just what I've noticed. But I think there's more good. Focus on the good, everybody, and try to be the good. That sounds a little cheesy, but like be be the the good good in the world. Be the light. I mean, if we are truly God's creation and God is, you know, light, Mm -hmm. He's the light of the world. That makes us. Light of the world. You step down. 90s music. So great. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, just like we said last week, don't be a jerk. Just help people and don't expect anything in return. But also expect to be blessed from God. Not right away, but just... Know that what you sow, you're going to reap it tenfold. Time, money, resources, energy, talent. When you just put that in, know that you're going to get it in return, but still don't do it for that reason. I heard you say race horses. You said race horses. Oh, what I said. Resources. Oh, resources. But I heard racehorses, and I was like... (laughs) Give racehorses to God. (laughs) make sure you give them all to God. All right, wrappy-uppy. Yeah, we can do that. We'll try to keep it... We won't make this one almost two hours long like last week. But on occasion, (laughs) you know, we have special things. We might make it longer, but... We love y'all. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you. I mean, obviously you're listening on whatever platform to hear us, but look for us on Apple... Yeah. Podcast. I don't know how long we've been on Apple, but apparently we've been on there. Yeah. Because I just discovered it yesterday, and I was like, hey, we're on Apple now. So I'm going to say those cliche words, rate, review, subscribe. Yeah. So we can see, you know, who's listening and what y'all like or don't like about us. And if if you want to help us out, you can donate a little bit. On Patreon? Yeah. Not Patreon, but on Anchor. Sorry. We're not on Patreon. So sorry. Not a sponsor. Anchor, yes, we love you. (laughs) Yeah, Anchor. Uh, Anchor is a good way. If you want to start your own podcast, go to go to anchor.fm. Because they put you on all the platforms. So you have one website to go to and they'll distribute everything for you. Yeah. Because that seems overwhelming to me. Merit handles the tech stuff. I don't know. But to me, I'm like, <laughs> well, you have to go upload the episode on like every single platform. But you don't. Anchor does yeah, it. Anchor so, does it all. Shout out to Anchor. Yep. And um, just that's... look us up, Cars, Cooking, and Other Crap. That's the full name of our podcast because it's a little bit of merit, a little bit of me, and then other crap, which is most of our episodes. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about NASCAR. 
today. Um, we talked about. And then look us up on Instagram, Cars Cooking Crap. We're going to try to be better about posting on social media. But follow us, comment, message us. We just want to see who's out there who's listening. We're interested to see. I was yeah. surprised to look at the numbers of how many listens we had. Because I honestly just thought our parents and sisters listened to us. <laughs> so, obviously, if we have that many listens... And William and Melinda, yeah. shout out. But I was like, if we have that many listens, it's got to be more than just that small and group of people. If you can, you know, share us and say, hey. Yeah. There's, you know, hopefully we have some sort of wisdom for y'all to, to share and, and learn about. And obviously, we don't know everything. And you can correct us if we're yeah. wrong on stuff. If we're know. giving money advice, marriage advice, life advice... Trust us. We know that we're in our 20s, newlyweds. We're not homeowners. We don't have a lot of other responsibility. But I've been told... Or kids. Yeah. (laughs) But I've been told I'm pretty wise for my age. And a lot of this stuff I learn from someone who has way more life experience than me. They teach me that. So I'm just telling y'all. So most of this is not just coming from my 20-something-year-old brain. Mm-hmm. Trust me. It's coming from someone who's older and wiser. Yeah. I'm just relaying the information. I'm the messenger. <laughs> exactly. And if you would like to be on our show, just give us a give us a call or something and we'll we can work something out. Um we try to we try to record on weekends. Yeah, usually Saturday nights. Um this time it's Sunday, but that's not important. <laughs> <laughs> they're not gonna. Know they're gonna listen to this on Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, no, they're gonna be like, "What are you talking about?" I always do that when I listen to podcasts when they talk about a certain day or like a holiday. I'm like, "What? <laughs> what day is it? What day is it in their land?" Well, thanks for listening, guys. We love you, we and love truly, you. it honestly just makes our hearts happy seeing that people want to hear us talk about stuff. <laughs> yeah. We hope we can help teach you things and entertain you. Yep. All right, we're gonna we're gonna get on out of here. Y'all have a great week. Okay, bye. Bye.